travelled out to the Veeamon uh, technical conference out, out here in New Orleans because one of the things that's really caught my attention uh, about Veeam is that Veeam look a great software company. Everybody who um, everybody who talks about them, the customers that we know that use their product, uh, really love what the guys do. So, um, but the world's changing, uh, and I was fascinated to come out here and kind of get a take on um, how Veeam saw that world change and how they were going to change as a company to do that. Um, so to help me have that discussion, I'm joined by possibly the busiest man at the uh, Vimon Tech Conference. And for anybody who pays attention to social media or listens to tech podcasts, uh, probably somebody who's very familiar with. So uh, I'm joined here by Rick Vanover. Hi, Rick. Hey, Paul. Thanks for having me on. And uh, yeah, I would... I would uh, agree I'm on the team of busiest people here at Vimon. Anybody with one of these moto radios are, are quite busy this week. Yeah, all I've seen is the, the back of Rick's head for, for two days as he's, uh, he's been running around doing things and and, uh, and the like. So um, for, for people who don't know you, do you want a kind of a little bit of an introduction about who you are and what you do here at Veeam? Yeah, sure. Who am I? Rick Vanover, uh, Director of Technical Product Marketing and Evangelism here at Veeam. Uh, I've been here, this is my seventh year, kind of old timer in a sense. I'm Rick Vanover on Twitter and I love podcasting. Uh, uh, one of the co-conspirators of Intech We Trust, formerly helping out with InfoSmack, Virtumania, the Veeam podcast, lots of podcasts I've been in, involved with and uh, love doing that. And my role really is, you know, managing technical content, you know, and then taking it out, evangelizing it. You know, we do a lot of public-facing stuff, events, webinars, blogs, community, social media, presentations, and my team had a pretty instrumental role here at Veeamon, uh, my personal responsibility on the core team was managing the breakouts so any of our speakers got their calendar invites from me and my team and uh, we made sure they had rooms and proper AV and um, took their feedback of good internet this year made sure we had a wire at the at the presenter stand and all and um, I, we also managed the Veeam Vanguard program might as well throw that onto the list as well so we're a, a varietal group um, a skilled team and I'm um, happy to lead it so um, so that that fills your Monday uh, is the things you do the rest of the week yeah, that's that's a good way of putting it. And then, uh, you know, we support a lab. We uh, I work with our press and analyst team, corporate corporate communications. Work with our alliances team. Uh, so yeah, we're we're a busy group. We get around. When I did the quip about it just being your Monday, I didn't expect you to actually have more things that you did as well. Well, there's also R and D, but we only do that on Wednesdays when we talk to the development team. So yeah. Uh, well, the reason I wanted to talk to you, and actually the, the, the description of your role here uh, kind of fits in with that, and, and the introduction I, I, I said that I, I'm interested in how Veeam as a company that people maybe look at as a traditional backup and recovery vendor, as the world starts to change. Now, how do, how do Veeam see their role in that world? So, but maybe right now, I mean, what's your, what's your take on uh, the industry at the moment, the kind of the challenges that businesses see and, and where data protection is important? Well, we are changing. We are not just VMware or Hyper-V backup. That's a good observation, and I, I struggle with that to evangelize and communicate what's up with Veeam now. That comes up, so you're right, and it's our duty to explain what the Veeam availability platform is. But on the day-to-day, -day, you know, what do, what do companies and customers and partners want? They want ease of use. They want to not lose their data. They want to be resilient against ransomware. They want to know that a backup they have will be recoverable. They want to know where their data is, those are legitimate questions. And, and it's our goal and our, you know, my team's mantra to really make sure that people in all places have that information. 
We'll come back a little bit to the, the thing about platform because uh, I think that's an interesting, uh, kind of an interesting shift that I've seen while I've been here this week. Um, but the other thing that I've seen and that's been very much part of the keynotes has been this conversation about availability, you know, this move away from just looking at data and how we back stuff up and more about this idea of availability. So for maybe people who are listening who are not sure what we mean by that, what, what, what's your view of availability? Yeah, and that's a good point. And that was my biggest evangelistic challenge two or three years ago when we started hitting that word availability pretty hard. And what I mean by availability, and it's more than backup. And I'll give you one example, Paul, that says, okay, well, yeah, I would never expect that from a backup product. You know, And that's, that's I guess, my my segue to kind of say, okay, then it is something more than just backup. So we have a technology now, it's like seven years old, our vPower technology, which is available for VMware and Hyper-V environments. We could take a backup and we could do stuff with it. Now, it was meant to verify that something was indeed recoverable. Okay, great idea. Take a backup, know that you can recover. I love it. Well, then it became, well, let's think about this a little bit. This virtual lab technology, we're using it for other things. Now, I'm encouraging people to use it for ensuring what you're going to do in production will go successful. And we've enhanced this technology over the years. So now that it runs from a storage snapshot or replicated VM, so those last two examples will be, I'm using my hands for air quotes, they will be performance on par with production. So let me give you a real specific application here. I've got to pick an app that nobody likes. We'll just call it XYZ application. You know, everyone's got these fiddlesome applications in their data center. You touch it and three other things break. You know what I mean? Um, whether or not you can fix the app is another thing, you've got it. you got to make a critical change to it. You do the thing with your IT organization, make your change requests, do everything you need to do. But sometimes things don't go as planned. Imagine if you could take your backup or leverage a storage snapshot or the replica you have off-site for that fiddlesome application and all of its supporting things, a web server, a database, the app server, whatever it needs, and do basically some user acceptance testing of the change. And if you have any surprises that are going to come up, they'll come up there. So that when you go into production, there's no surprises. So imagine something like that to save you time or take that fiddlesome application and do that security penetration test that your security team wants to do and just know that those changes will be thrown away. These are things you'd never expect from backup. And that's that's one example of a transition to availability. I think that's uh, again kind of brings up another interesting point is the idea that this application centric view of that as well. So this is not about you know you say trouble you know, troublesome application. I'm not worried about am I just backing up the data of that. I'm actually looking at the application. It's supporting supporting pieces. So you know is that something where there's a there's a key area of focus for Veeam? Absolutely. We've added a number of application hooks into different things. You know we're picking the big characters, um, Exchange. SQL Server, SharePoint, Active Directory, Oracle, right? Um, Office 365 email, and we've announced Office 365, OneDrive, and SharePoint data. Picking the big ones, um, but that's not all of them. And we realize that you know we can't have the, we can't be all things to all people. But for the ones that we've identified, we want to be the best thing. So one of the um, uh, you kind of touched on there on Office 365, and one of the things that um, again I've heard quite a bit about these last couple of days, it's been this kind of idea of multi-cloud. You know, there's almost this kind of uh, weaving a fabric of uh, of different platforms 
and the ability to be able to move data around. That, that seems to be an area that Veeam are, are putting some real focus into as well. Yeah, we, we message it as a capability called enterprise mobility. And it's it's not like you know, mobile device management mobility. It's more like your data, wherever you want it, mobility. And you know we don't position anything we have as a migration tool off of this hypervisor, out of this cloud. That's not what we're saying. But we do want to give you the control of your data. So uh, one of the technologies, we actually, it's funny, we announced two big things this week. One for advanced uh, direct restore technologies that will take workloads to Microsoft Azure. And then another that will do agentless backups in Amazon. That's great stuff, right? So we, we're taking a generically agnostic approach. And we're wanting to give people that availability experience to do lots of things in lots of places. And then also couple that with the agents that we have, which both of them now are generally available for Windows and Linux, server OSs included, which are great for alternate hypervisors like that we don't have support for or um, uh, other public clouds or just generally in the public cloud or even physical servers. So this platform, this vision, is really hitting all these different data surfaces and bringing that Veeam availability experience to them. So you kind of, uh, experience is a good word actually, I think, and you, you kind of touched on um, this idea that businesses want this kind of mobility. The, um, the thing that did come out of that though was this kind of idea of platform you know so maybe looking at veeam not just as the kind of availability suite that people maybe all recognize but this kind of wider wider platform this wider enablement piece so can you tell us a little bit about the platform what, what that includes uh, and maybe where veeam are trying to go with that you know what, what are they trying to solve yeah so think of it like a like a tree and the rings that go around right at the core is veeam availability suite so veeam backup and replication veeam one that is the core of the veeam availability platform and then anchoring it next would be the veeam agents for linux and windows and then also veeam backup for microsoft office 365. then also we have a management layer on top well not on top but of especially the agents will be called and it's actually in the release candidate now veeam availability console okay so a lot of not a lot of components but they have their roles and then uh eventually we'll have a product called veeam availability orchestrator for orchestrated disaster recovery so the notion of this platform is to take that experience out and that's actually was our theme for veeam on experience availability and i can actually take credit for that i came up with the word because i explain it as good as i can and it makes sense to me at least and at least two other people on the core team when we came up with this but that being said it's serious business with your data, with one's data. We have to keep it available. We have to give people a good experience with that data. We have to let them know that your data is where you want it, when you want it, and what you expect it to be. And uh, we, we work hard at that. And the platform, I'll be, let me also say one thing. The platform is architecture. It is not an actual, there is no, plat, veamplatform.exe does not exist. I have to say that's the first time I've ever heard that phrase and I will constant, consistently use it from here on in. There we go. Well, you took it from an official Veeam product spokesperson. It, it, it is architecture, but it, it, it messages well. It, it, it diagrams well. It explains well. But I should also, especially for your listeners, Paul, those of you who have known Veeam for the years, you know, if you're... If nothing's changed for you, if you're still just, you know, a small VMware shop, you don't need to go down the route with all these other products. That's one thing we don't say in our message. You know, we're trying to go into new places. We're trying to extend the platform, extend Veeam's capabilities. But if nothing's changed for you, you don't have to change because of us. We st you're still going to have the best experience with Veeam on those virtualized platforms. And I like to throw down this number sometimes that 
with Veeam backup and replication for VMware environments, which is kind of where we started, right? You can take one agentless backup with Veeam and have up to 57 ways to restore. Nobody can touch that. So if that's all you need, then you're still good with Veeam. You don't have to go research the platform, the console, and the agents in Office 365 and think about orchestrated DR. If you don't need that, you don't need to go there. So that's one thing we don't say, but I think that's important to be said. Yeah, and um, just to pick up on something said there about this kind of idea of change, you know, the, the, the thing that's then starting to shift how Veeam look at what they do and what Veeam do long, longer term as, as an organization, maybe to remain relevant in the modern world. I mean, what kind of changes are you seeing from your customers that, that maybe is driving this strategy for Veeam? You know, what are people starting to do where they're taking, taking advantage of multiple clouds, software as a service, uh, and, and, and other different technologies? Well, what really drives a lot of our new extensions of the platforms and new product innovation does come from user feedback. We take that very seriously. Everything from our forums, um, interactions with my team. we got a super secret project called Super Contra that I'm working on. And we also have a number of other ways that we get that feedback. We had a lot of focus groups here at Vmon. So uh, for those who are down in the breakouts, it's kind of funny because on the other side of the building we had regular breakouts, but there were two other rooms that had really good catering. And snacks. Well, that was the focus groups because we want these people to talk and share their information and all. So that's okay. Everybody was welcome to have that, but we put it right out there, you know. So um, feedback's very important right from the start. And that's also why, you know, new products at Veeam always start with some sort of free edition. Uh, Veeam Backup and Replication has Veeam Backup Free Edition. The agents have a free offering, Veeam One Free Edition. Um, you know, we take that very seriously. We want people to. You know, we want to capture the hearts and minds of IT pros and give it a try. In fact, I have a tweet from a guy named 117 on Twitter uh, from a number of years ago, and he gave me permission to repeat this. Um, I think it was him. I, I have, it's kind of hard to remember a tweet from a couple years ago, but if anybody can do it, Rickatron can do it. Uh, but he had said something to the effect of free Veeam Zip, the free backup we have, was doing better than what he had paid for. And it shows you information on what the bottlenecks are. He said that was great. I'm loosely quoting the tweet, but it was one of my favorites. It captured exactly why we do that, you know. So we want to capture the minds, and they'll, they'll share it, and, and we love that type of stuff. So uh, there's been a, a raft of announcements, as you expect, obviously, at a show like this. Um, so they're all highlights, of course, but is there some, uh, some Rick favorites that, uh, you know, that, that people should be looking out for? I'll give you my top three from the week. Uh, my number one... It's not the most awesome thing in the world, I'll be honest with you. We're, um, but I've wanted it myself forever. And that's the NAS backup. And that's what I demoed on main stage because I have wanted it personally. And, um, you know, we're, I don't know, 40 years late to NAS backup. But we're coming at it in a different way and bringing a, a differentiating set of features that I think is relevant. So that's important to me and important to, um, you know, users of our products as well. And my second favorite feature is Veeam availability for AWS. This is going to be some really interesting stuff, Paul. Um, for, the, for the listeners here, it's going to be an agentless image-based backup of EC2 compute to an AWS snapshot. And then from there, you can do whole instance recovery, volume recovery, file recovery. And we're going to have additional integration to put those AWS snapshots, encapsulate that as a workload uh, or as a backup, I should say, into a Veeam backup and replication repository, which could be restored on-premises, back in Amazon, and another cloud, that mobility bit, that enterprise workload mobility, that's, that's pretty awesome stuff. That's my second favorite bit. Oh, I should have thought of number three before I got to it. So my number three feature is, is really the, the holistic view of the agents, okay? 
So the first two things I spoke of are futures. The next one here, the agents in general, is partly available now, partly coming soon. So Veeam Agent for Linux came out in December of last year. Linux backup. It's an agent, so it's installed in the operating system. Or in the kernel, I guess is the Linux language. And also Veeam Agent for Windows just went available last week. Now Veeam Agent for Windows is a progression of the product Veeam Endpoint Backup, which was actually debuted at Veeamon 2014 in Las Vegas. Since then, it went available, and we've had over a million downloads of that product. Now that doesn't mean that Veeam Agent for Windows that went available last week is 1.0, because it's really the same product, just added a few things that we needed to call it a server level thing. Uh, first of all, technical support. Second of all, um, application log management, application truncation, file indexing, that kind of stuff was all required as well. And then um, the other bit that was needed was, and this is where it starts to be a future, is integration with Veeam Backup and Replication from a agent deployment standpoint. Short story, you can find a organizational unit and push out installations of vmagent for windows really really cool stuff uh, so but the base backup of vmagent for windows is available today and there's a free edition as well so uh top three those are my favorite and um you know we have more coming but um you're going to see more extensions of the platform you're going to see more products you're going to see us look at more investments in other storage more investments in broader data management topics you're also going to see us Focus on ease of use. That's one thing that everybody wants no matter what they're doing. And I, I hope that, you know, the next VMON, which will be in Chicago in 2018, which we didn't announce that yet, but hey, that's what you do when you record live. Um, you know, I hope that, you know, people can think about, you know, taking availability seriously in their organization. And then something like VMON or even uh, for listeners around the world, we've got actually in October, got a VMON Forum UK. I think I should be there. Maybe November. I can't remember. It'll be promoted soon. I uh, plan on being there, I should say, um, in London. And, um, you know, find for the, especially in uh, city country markets around the world, outside of North America, we have Veeamon forums, Veeamon tours, great way to get, you know, that booster shot of Veeam availability uh, in your local market. So, you know, it's our goal to really just help people experience availability with their data. Uh, so personal favorite for me, so you can add this to your list as well, uh, inherent object storage support inside the availability suite. I think that's, uh, you know, we're seeing lots of people move their backups into object storage. So I think that's, that's pretty neat to have. So, I mean, just to maybe just to sum up and uh, you know, I'll, I'll drop this one on you. Um, have you got a, a, a general, I mean, my take on the show so far, I think, has been that um, I come to things like this looking for are the messages that I hear from stage in those keynotes, are they similar messages to the conversations I'm having with my customers? And, I, I, you know, from from personal point of view, I think they very much are. But, I mean, if you had to take some of the feedback you've had, I um, appreciate you've been the busiest man here, you've not necessarily looked at all that feedback yet, but, but a, a general view on the show and how it's gone. You know, you asked me that before we started, and um, I gave it a little bit of thought, and you're, you're actually the first person that have asked me that. I, I've asked a lot of people. Um, you know, this big team of ours, this machine of Veeam, you know, with 2,600 employees, it, the mechanics of this event are all, uh, they're 100%, you know, planned and operated by Veeam people. Uh, there are some exceptions, like we hire people for AV and the breakouts and the general session, um, you know, the, that big, like, wall screen, which was really awesome. That's not ours, but we, we you know, we contract with someone to get that. But, you know, the the strategy, the the, the run of show, the mechanics of all this is all us and, and my role on that on that team 
is the breakouts. So I, I manage a very diligent process of selecting the best technical content for the breakouts. So I have a good sense of that. You know, what do people want in terms of content? I, um, I put up some votes. I have stakeholders, but my team has the ultimate say on that. I mean, we're influenced, we're inspired by the votes, but you know, like any major event, it's unfortunately not a completely democratic process. There's a lot of interest involved. I'm just telling the truth, you know. It's uh, it's one of those things that, you know, we have priorities. We're paying the bill, and, and we we want to give the attendees the correct experience. I mean, I'm happy to have, we had a lot of what I call organic customer entries this year. We had two or three uh, set three breakouts that were like case studies that come from users. It's like, hey, this is how I'm using Veeam, and this is what I've done. That was wonderful, gold stuff. I love it. Um, had our R&D team showing how they use things. You know, had like uh, the R400 level stuff. I love doing that. So how did it go? I think it went well. I always take back things to improve. I have, you know, one thing that really stresses me out internally. It's it's our own problem about managing, you know, data flows from the website to the app to the to what's on the screens and, you know, how do we how do we manage the content? That's, that's something for us to sort out. But I think that, you know, running an event like this, which, you know, event manager was never in my diary or my CV, right? But, uh, or content manager or something like that. But see, I have a, I have a little, little swagger, a little mojo, a little f a sense of the flow of what it should be. What should these things have? What works as a presenter, as an attendee? These things I know because I've done that. And I still do that, right? You know, you, you, you can't time stamp your expertise at a certain point. So I work hard. I work very hard, and I push my team very hard as well to get the best experience for these breakouts. And that's a very long answer to your question, Paul. But I would say I'd give it a, I'd give it a pretty good. Um, I think that we've improved things from last year. Um, as someone on the inside of this, you, you're never satisfied. Um, and it, that's nothing but an opportunity. So I, I'm, I'm happy with it. The things I thought would be an issue were not, so that's a significant improvement. Um, I haven't had a chance to read the app or Twitter or, or such more, but um, so far, so good. How about, let me flip it around. What do you think? Yeah, I think like I was saying, as, as I asked the question, I think I, I look for these kind of shows to give me a kind of a strategic overview of a company. And as I said, I, you know, I came to this show thinking, I wonder how Veeam look at themselves as remaining relevant longer term, you know, moving away from being a backup company. I think the availability messaging, I think kind of that data fabric multi-cloud thing has, has been really good. And I think it shows where well, it's been, you know, real, real good feel to it. Everything seems to have gone smoothly from, from the outside. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I would class it as a success. Um, I, you know, I think it's, it's been a great show. Um, so, I mean, just to wrap up, so for people who maybe aren't familiar with Veeam, in fact, um, and would like to find out a little bit more or find out a little bit more about the announcements and, and kind of what you guys strategically are looking to do in terms of availability, um, where's a good place that people can go and find that? And, and after they've done that, how, uh, just a reminder where they can find you and your many online personas. Well, for the Veeam stuff, it, it truly all starts at Veeam.com. You know, everything from news. You know, we, we hit the press wire pretty hard this week. So the newsroom, uh, the Veeam blog, Veeam.com forward slash blog. Uh, myself at Rick Vanover on Twitter. I'm really good, you know, and I'm kind of very approachable. You ask me something, I'll answer. Well, today was really busy on Twitter, yesterday too. Um, but uh, I think, you know, finding us is easy in that regard. And um, from there, you can get a sense of what we've announced this week. And, you know, we, we did kind of hold some promotional um, steam and effort to build up to Vimon because it, it has to be kind of a culmination of time and, and effort. But 
going forward, you know, we'll go back on to the uh, quarterly, monthly type of uh, big announcement type thing, next new feature. We're going to ramp up the details of launching Veeam Availability Suite V10. So we're going to have like the milestone promotional thing that's going to start next. But yeah, it all starts at Veeam.com and, you know, we're pretty social on Twitter. So tweet at us. Rick, thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. I know how busy you've been. So uh, thanks and uh, look forward to speaking again soon. My pleasure, Paul. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed the show. Want to catch one show notes? Pop over to techstringy.com. Uh, we also find all of our previous Tech Interviews episodes. Over the next couple of weeks, we're going to do some more focus on data availability as I spoke to a whole range of partners and analysts at the Vmon conference. If you want to catch those shows, make sure you subscribe. You can find us on iTunes or SoundCloud or wherever else you get your podcasts. Oh, and by the way, hope you like the new theme tune. So until next time, thanks for listening. <laughs>